0: Uh-oh, Kyle is doing his first video game review. Wait, it is on Destiny 2? Do people still play the game? I played that game once and all I got was this stupid t-shirt and crippling onset diabetes. Oh well. Entering the Mountain Dew, Cheese Doritos, Gamer Girl bathwater, and Avoiding Your Responsibilities Zone in 3... 2... 1...
1: Yeah, they love that. Welcome to the mm, Game Lust really <laughs> Podcast. Welcome to the uh <laughs> Podcast. Oh yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Game Lust Podcast. I'm here with Kyle Armstrong. <laughs> As always sitting across from me we have the lovely Josh Langdon. Thank you. Uh, we're pretending Alex isn't here, so I'm not gonna worry about him. And, uh, and we have a special guest today. A good friend of mine, Mr. Will Boyette.
3: Hi, how are y'all doing? Yay. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Pleasure to be here.
2: All right, this is going to be a very special episode. It's not going to be like any... Well, I mean, it is going to be like any of the other ones since we're just going to talk about a video game, but it's not going to be the same because we're just going to talk about Destiny 2 Beyond Light and everything that came out recently in November. And I want to start this off by saying that, first of all, there's a lot of hate Around Destiny, a lot of people that hate it, a lot of people love it, but I'm just going to say, Bungie put out a lot of great content during a pandemic from their couches. It's fantastic. I love them. I know, fanboy, shut up. Leave me alone. Okay. No. <laughs> I'm That's glad good. we got
4: that out of the way. Yeah. So,
2: <laughs> let's start here. First impressions from the peanut gallery, the casuals <laughs> in the room, and... And then Alex, who hasn't played it, uh, <laughs> so i the. Josh, guy. what were your first impressions of Destiny Two Beyond Light?
1: Well, I I attended the event before the servers went down, and uh, I got to tell you, I was so confused. Uh, well,
4: I, I, that's I was what just standing around. Play the game.
1: I'm like, and then apparently the the traveler healed itself, but I didn't get that vibe when I was watching it. But also. I often don't pay attention to one. I was too busy doing like default dancing and stuff on people. Um, so I kind of missed it in a way. <laughs> oh, that might be right. why I, I didn't like it as much. But when I first booted it up with the new stuff, it it gave me kind of like the last DLC that came out. Shadowkeep? Shadowkeep. It gave me like a similar vibe to that where I was excited... Two.
2: Literally the wrong expansion, yeah, but that's, that's fine. Well, we started... Shadowkeep, uh, Shadow, Shadow, keep, and, Shadow it keep it and, and there it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true. You say Shadowkeep.
1: Uh, and I, you know, Shadowkeep was probably my favorite part of Destiny so far, I think.
2: Really? Yeah, I think so. It's the weakest DLC in franchise history.
1: Well, I just had the most fun there, but I think a lot of it is because I didn't play as much as of the last DLC, so I kind of experienced both of them at the same time. But when I came back, gotcha. it was for Shadowkeep. So... That's probably why, you know, I, I had as much fun with it as I did. I don't know, is it because there's not a lot of content there? I don't know. Because again I did all the
2: other content for the other stuff at the same time. Yeah, come
1: on.
0: Verge says it's it's the game destiny always should have been. And you're gonna say it's the weakest one. No, but you gotta
2: understand something. They're not talking about specifically the Shadow Cube expansion, they're talking about destiny 2 Shadow Keep. They're talking about the entire game encased within the D L C of Shadow Cube it there was a lot of changes that came about in Shadowkeep like armor 2.0 which gave a lot of like RPG elements to the game and uh dungeons started to become a big thing uh we went back to the black garden for the first time with the with the raid there was a lot of things that happened in Shadowkeep that made destiny 2 better but actual DLC of Shadowkeep was the weakest DLC in franchise history
1: but Shadowkeep was the first time that i played a uh... I played with Will. We did a dungeon, and, yeah, and I became friends with Will. So you can't take that from me.
2: <laughs> okay, but okay. Well, <laughs> let's
3: re uh, <laughs> doing that dungeon is just a death trap for me. Also, I was, so let's re throw myself off edges, whatever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> let's fix that statement because Shadowkeep came out in October of 2019, and we probably did that dungeon in like April of 2020. So <laughs> I don't know that that necessarily counts. Well,
1: I mean, that's the first time I played. Those. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That was like right after I got back from a
3: hiatus of it all. So you were talking about getting back into it. I was like, you know, I used to play. Yeah. We can play together. Yeah. Start so get back True. into it through dungeons. I'm like, I'm a gun for that.
1: So I guess in terms of, is this going to bring me back? So far, I haven't quite been there yet. Because as you said, I'm a peanut gallery for a reason. I just, I mean, I I played it. I played the first mission, and then. I just haven't had the urge to continue playing it.
2: And you've literally only done the first mission? No, no. I mean, I've done more, but
1: I mean, I haven't beaten the campaign
2: yet and it's been out for, I don't know, two weeks now. All right. So you're the super casual opinion.
1: Yeah. But when it first came, when Destiny first came out, I played it religiously, but now I guess I'm more guarded, you know, that like, I don't want to waste my time doing something. That I'm going to be done with, and
2: but I will say that that game that you played then is nothing like the game that you're playing that you would play fair, now. It's Literally nothing. That's fair. Few guns carry over, but other than that, like there's almost nothing the same. All right, Will. Medium casual perspective. What was your first impressions of Beyond Light? My first impressions, uh, just loading up into
3: Europa, was a plethora of good feelings because one, it's an icy landscape, and it was. Pretty widely open, random blizzards adding different elements to fights, so sometimes you can't see what's hitting you. And then even the story alone, just kind of going through, finding little cruxes of darkness to actually using it, and it's slowly warming you up into unlocking it. Definitely kind of hitting the feels once The Stranger came back, because that's been... A lot of people have been waiting for that for years, since vanilla Destiny 1.
1: No, she's no. back.
2: Mm-hmm. There's a real I mean, what What's a
1: what's a so the stranger? Can you give me like a back?
2: <laughs> oh, God. You really
1: oh. don't want me to start. You really don't want me to start. <laughs> no, like in terms of when did we last saw it, just for people who didn't. Oh, okay. Uh, That's okay. what I'm trying to
3: say. Uh, the original, like, actual release of Destiny 1, she was in the vanilla story before any expansions came out. She was during the whole thing and towards the end. That was the last mm-hmm. time she was on screen until Beyond the Light like yeah all we really knew of
2: her is that she was a time traveler and that she was helping us defeat something having to do with the darkness inside the black garden over time we learned a lot more about her like we know her real name her motivations like who she's associated with her many problems that her grandfather caused but uh For the purposes of somebody listening to this who has no idea who the stranger is, she was a time traveler who helped us in Destiny 1, and now she's back. That's really all you need to do. Time travelers are cool.
0: So any other opinions, Will? (laughs) Um. From Beyond Light? I want to hear the opinion of a Destiny God. I'm gonna get there. (laughs) We're gonna get there.
2: I'm letting the peanut gallery talk first. The, like, the, <laughs> new way
3: to, with the new exotics also came out how you can get them during the legendary Sectors. I like that idea more than them just falling into exotic engrams, getting them from the exotic vendor during the weekends. Because then, like, two weeks in, and you might have it right there. Or save your exotic engrams from the previous expansion, you might carry over. Whereas now you have to actually have to farm them out, gear yourself up, get ready to do new content, and make it kind of relevant to do the new stuff out there where some people be like, eh, I'm not going to do that because I can get it from other sources.
0: Okay. It's true.
2: So Kyle, Hi. what is your, what from
3: an uh, uh, elitist? I always yes. said by your play time and your knowledge of both in game <laughs> yeah. and out game lore. It's fine.
1: I've leaned yeah, into when it. When we're not like yeah. recording or on camera, or whatever he spits, he spits on me because I
2: don't play it as much as I should. <laughs> he does.
1: He, he does. spits on all of us. Like. You deserve
0: it.
2: You agreed to do a Destiny episode only playing like the first like three missions. Look,
1: you only started this podcast because you wanted to do this episode right here. I fully expected (laughs) not to (laughs) see you. That's actually pretty much (laughs) true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We could have just made a Destiny podcast, but you wanted to go uh, the lust route. So let's start from the beginning. Talk
0: about
2: Luigi. (laughs) 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 So let's start from the beginning here. Uh, I, Adored beyond light and its content. There was so much of what the fan base has wanted for a long time in this DLC. We we've asked for um, the darkness for a long time. This this Star Wars idea of light versus dark, like good side versus bad, but who's the bad side? We don't really know yet. Uh, I mean, we kind of do, but we don't. And we've asked for that for a very long time with the pyramid ships and everything else. So I'm very happy that Bungie is finally in a place that we're getting the story beats that we really want. I thought the story was fantastic. Aramis was a decent enemy. Uh not fan, no not great, but like there's never been a great fallen enemy other than Tanix, which we'll get back to in a minute. Oh, and, poor Tanix. Uh, <laughs> and I, I thought the story was great. I, I, I agree with Will. I liked how uh they kind of like eased you into stasis, they eased you into um all of the new abilities and everything else, with giving you just little glimpses throughout missions, like letting you just touch it for a second. And uh, something I really, really liked in those moments is is they sent waves of enemies at you, like waves of enemies, tons of them. Which is something that I think that Destiny should do more of because there's just there's so many of these cool, awesome things that you can do. But if you're doing it against like two or three enemies or a couple of shanks or you know a couple of goblins, it's not. The same as doing it against a crowd of, of enemies, no. which is something that Stasis does really well, is you can crowd freeze control. and destroy so much at one time, and and they did a really good job with that. So I thought Aramis was great. Uh,
1: now, you said waves of enemies. Do you mean like just randomly during the story, or do you mean like when in the tree, when we would get like a new power or whatever, they, they taught you how to play it? Right. But you, we got a big bunch of waves but you in got, and how's like, that different
2: but i'm talking about enemy depth like instead of them sending in a wave a lot of times destiny will send like one captain to two vandals and like three shanks yeah and it
3: seems like, you know, like a platoon whereas now it's like 20 shanks yeah. eight vandals mm-hmm. four captains and like Six. You might not characters. necessarily. They know were what's sending
2: coming. a lot of enemies at you at once.
3: Okay. And a lot of them weren't even red barred either. Like they're elites, so they're a bit tougher and mm-hmm. to do yeah. more damage.
2: It was forcing you to adapt with stasis in the moment. And they were, you know, you were also power enabled, which means that you were able to basically super whenever you wanted, and you were able to throw as many grenades as you wanted. And see, I like that because you to suck. suck, <laughs> but whatnot. But there was, it it was really good that like. You're, it wasn't like you're going to give me this new ability, and then I have two enemies to, to test fight it out, right? Wow. Right. Yeah. Like I like that. There's I,
1: different I had, levels of difficulty too, because right. I noticed in Destiny. I mean, I, I never really have any issue playing the story mode.
2: Well, you also don't play high level content,
1: or you could you could go back and do the high level, but I mean, like you said, it's kind of the same thing. But now they've got you know
2: different kinds of waves that come at you, which also, sounds cooler than they move the power cap up. So they move the power cap. Or the power uh, floor, I should say, to 1050. And that's basically where everybody started was 1050. Or if you grinded in the past season, you were a little bit above that, like 1055. And then they moved the power cap up to 1060. Or 1260, I mean. They moved the power cap to 1260. So like all of the story content was in the mid-1100s, up to 1200. Even I think the final mission was like 1220 even. And that is... Awesome for a couple different reasons. First of all, it makes the story the first time actually feel dangerous. It actually makes it feel like you are not just this
3: all powerful being,
2: like this unstoppable, immortal god, which you are, but it doesn't make you feel that way, at least initially. And uh, it's great that. In terms of the raid, they do contest mode on the first try, which which is the same idea. You're underleveled on purpose so that it, it actually feels like difficult content, and I think that's something that uh, Bungie needs to lean into more, giving us hard mode in story missions, giving us hard mode in strikes, give, which they do with Nightfall, but giving us hard mode in basically every facet of the game because it'll make uh, content more interesting. Uh, I, I love that Variks is back. Um, I don't love him as a character, but he's at least interesting enough that uh, there's a lot of things around him. Obviously, he was involved in the death of Cade 6 so that's a big deal in the Destiny universe. That's something that we are going to be dealing with rather soon with Season of the Hunt, which we'll talk about in a bit. And uh, I think Variks is is... Story is going to be interesting moving forward. I hope he's not just a vendor on Europa forever. And then we'll talk about The Stranger. Obviously, The Stranger is an iconic Destiny character for some reason. She was really only on screen in Destiny 1 for an hour and a half, but she managed to be an iconic character. But she's back, and the lore surrounding her and her grandfather, the lore surrounding the entire Bray family and the story behind it and the post-campaign story is really, really good. So that's where I'm at from a story perspective. Um, sorry, Josh, if you're going to get spoiled on some of the stuff there. But, oh, I'm fine.
1: But There's going to be a lot of sports feel like It, it out, feels man. like I beat it already just talking to you. Like, I feel like I was there with you. Like
2: I like that in the, at the end <laughs> of the story, at the end of the campaign, Ar- when, when we kill Aramis... The darkness consumes her because it's a big it's a big story beat in that we're kind of on this edge we're kind of like teetering on the fence of the good and the bad now now that we have the ability to wield the darkness and we're not sure whether we should obviously zavala doesn't want us to yeah and, but and
1: when has listening to bald-headed people ever turned out <laughs> good for us <laughs>
2: I mean, when is the listening to Zavala ever turned out well for us? But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. So you have the stranger, Eris, and the drifter, like kind of pulling us towards the dark side, and you have um, Zavala, Zavala and Icora pulling us towards the light. So that that'll be interesting moving forward, especially moving into future DLCs, which we already know about, but I I won't talk about it here. But we already know the kind of direction that they're headed. So I thought overall the story was really good.
1: In a yeah. way I think they said that this was kind of like they're going to be their It's not Destiny 3 obviously, but it's does it feel like it? No. No. It, but no. it wasn't still, it wasn't meant to be. Right, it's not meant to be, but I mean a lot of people were expecting a 3, I think. Um at some point, but do you think that this is going to at...
2: Well, we know for a fact from Bungie that Destiny 3 is not going to happen in the next 2 years, at least. In the next two years we already know the future expansions i wasn't going to say it but now that we've brought that up i was I, I will like next year we know that the the dlc will be called the witch queen we know it's surrounded by sabathun which is a character i'm not going to talk about because we'll be here for three that's, hours
3: that's a whole three episode thing right there yeah and
2: uh <laughs> and then have you and
1: tried talking to, to your therapist about sabathun Z- or how have you said sabathun? Sabathun. yeah you should talk to your sabathun. therapist about that I'm the one he talks to me about it. Yeah. <laughs> you're his therapist.
2: Yeah, yeah. He's my destiny therapist. Uh, and then two years from now, we know that the expansion is called Lightfall, and we know that it'll be a Star Wars, light dark choose a side moment. We we already know that those two things are going to happen in the next two years.
1: You think they'll make it like uh, kind of like World of Warcraft, where you can kind of choose your path, and then now when you go and fight like PvP, for instance, you're going to have like a
2: I don't think so. I think it'll be more like a. People have brought up the analogy of gray guardians and the idea that we can like meld the darkness and the light together and that we won't have to like necessarily choose a side, but that our allegiances will be split. So, like, if you choose to go down the dark path, then like Zavala will no longer be able, you know, you won't be able to do stuff with Zavala and Ikora. And if you go to the light, then you won't be able to do stuff with like Eris and the Drifter. Potentially the stranger, so I think that that's closer to where we're headed. But I don't know where they're gonna. I don't know where they're gonna land on this light versus dark thing. I really don't. Because maybe difficult. a new
1: like something new will happen, and like a new player will come. And instead of good evil, then you also have like, eh, like, well, also... not necessarily bad, necessarily good. Just like some guy walks up. It's like you're a uh, like a third cousin you meet, and they're like they leave like no lasting impact on you at, at all. They're also like...
2: setting up this idea. <laughs> Not to bring back Sabathun that I need to talk to my therapist about, but they're setting up this <laughs> idea that if we don't kill Sabathun and the Witch Queen, which I don't believe we will, then we have Sabathun and her sister, Shibu Rath, that are going to be these giant figurehead characters that will still be alive in Destiny 2 Lightfall and that we may need to band together with the darkness, light and the dark come together, To defeat them because they are all powerful beyond gods. So I think that that's also a possibility, but I really have no idea where they're going to go with this light versus dark thing. It's interesting to think about, but I I think it'd be cool if, like,
1: whenever they did a three, that you kind of choose a side and it kind of makes it. I mean, you can, most people already have more than one character, so you can kind of like see it from both sides and then each expansion you can have them clash some
2: way or another. It would be interesting. Because be then interesting. it could
1: open you up to maybe playing different uh, species, too. Because, I mean, the Vandals, right, they, they can use the stasis ability, right, because it's darkness?
2: Uh, there are, well, yeah, there are Fallen. I'm saying Vandals, but you know what I mean. There are I Fallen. Forget, I forget, I forget the name yeah. Or
3: too. their actual name, LXN. Yeah. There that,
2: are but. Fallen that have the ability to wield stasis, yes. Yeah. Right now. But... Well, there's also a lot of people that believe that there's a possibility that we'll be able to play as a fallen character in the future, which I could see that too. That's yeah. something
1: that I'd say they're the closest to of. probably humans
3: in I terms mean, yeah, of, and they kind of are like they they were blessed by the traveler beforehand, then it left, so they can go potentially back and forth with that or try and play with that idea.
2: Yeah, and that's the story. That's the main story beat at least that the reason why Aramis is doing this is because the traveler blessed the fallen and then abandoned them and left their world to crumble to the darkness and now she's going to use the darkness to get back at the traveler and the light but um, yeah that story was great actually from a gameplay perspective there's a lot of things there that uh, they did really well I think I think ghost 2.0 is a really cool thing, which Josh might not even know about. Actually, I think I walked you through it. You did, um, yeah. <laughs> Basically, you level up your ghost, and you can add different perks to them for, like, XP gain, glimmer gain. Um,
3: Weapon telemetries, uh, wombo yeah. combos, of, which, quite enough, it's called wombo detector, where you can detect
1: planetary resources
3: and treasure chests within a set range.
1: Right. Which is cool, because it gives you something that's already there, and then they give you more stuff to do, but they don't overcomplicate it mm-hmm. to like, like for instance, if Alice was going to start playing it, he wouldn't have to like learn all these weird systems. Like honest- for me, like destiny, I got into destiny late, like the first game. And I had no idea what I was supposed to do, like where to even start. Um, besides the beginning part where they forced me to do it. But once I was on my own, I'm like, oh, I don't know.
2: I guess we'll I'll do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can talk about that next too. here. The first, but, well- from a from a elitist perspective, you can uh, do a lot of interesting things with the Ghost 2.02, 02, or you can have like one of them that's specifically for wandering around the world, and one that's specifically for strikes, one that's specifically for crucible. That way, you don't have to like change everything and do everything. Now, you wouldn't want to do that if you don't have an, an excess of materials, but
1: but for the hardcore players who will probably have more than they can. For gods like you, for
3: instance, or even the medium have... casual for me, I have yeah. plenty enough. Yeah, to I have messed around with like five or six different ghosts for whatever activity I'm doing.
2: Yeah, to be fair, looking at you from a casual perspective, you are uh, on the high end in terms of materials. <laughs> yeah, that's... from a casual perspective, <laughs> I would even say for me at my runs, at my
1: but... peak, I played a lot of it. But, like, I wouldn't do a lot of the high-end stuff, like, with the raids right. and stuff, because I didn't have a lot of people
2: to play with at the time. So, he's, like, Will's done a lot, like, a lot of dungeon clears. So, he has a, yeah. an excess that, in materials, even though he is a fairly cat. And you guys asked me to play, I'm like, yeah, sure, but I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, and that's, like, you know, I have no problem explaining. I actually super enjoy it. But, I enjoy uh, your monologues, by the way. Yeah, say,
1: <laughs> you smile every time you're about to, uh, like, whenever you name drop someone or... You're so excited <laughs> no, right I now. I smile
2: because I know in your head you're thinking he knows the character's name.
1: Yeah, the yeah, name. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, you're, it's helped, like you developed a game or something. Like,
2: I mean, I've put enough time into it yeah, yeah. at this point. I, I should, <laughs> they should bring me on. That would be a good <laughs> thing. put you in the credits. Yeah. Bungie, <laughs> please. A special thanks.
0: Kyle here, um, just saying.
2: you make, you make
1: a nice cabal, I think.
4: Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Maybe a Centurion or even a Colossus. Yeah. I can see you with a minigun.
2: Yeah. I can see that. I'm a hunter, though.
3: I'm just saying, to you personally. Come on, Kyle. Come <laughs> on. Not your playstyle, yeah. you personally. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Alright, fine. I'll be a Centurion this time. <laughs> I mean, you come with a nice solar shield. If
2: I get that, like. Flat, or wait, what is that? No, the, I don't know. Yeah, I want
3: to be a Colossus. Colossus has the minigun yeah. that goes brrr. Yeah, but I want, no. the,
2: I want the flash grenade. That's what I want.
3: Yeah, that's so the fun. Colossus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got the little missiles that track. I want that. Yeah, I
2: like, hate those. Fuck shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, back to Beyond Light. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Um, so he was talking about like joining into Destiny 1 and not knowing what to do. In Destiny 2, they just added – well, they added it last year, but they revamped it this year and made it much better. A, a system called New Light for new players that come in that kind of guides you through all of the gameplay – uh, updates and changes it, it takes you through a the original destiny one first mission uh, i haven't done the new 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 light experience yet because i why would i i'll do it eventually when i'm bored but uh you can basically get yourself into the world without having to be completely lost and like in destiny one which i don't know how i don't know how you were super lost i didn't, didn't know read I, anything, did, I didn't did know you? what was important you didn't read anything. No, I'm not going to read those stupid <laughs> cards. Like I'm,
1: I'm here to kill things and like just point me in the direction I'm supposed to go. And now you're telling me how to read cards to figure out where I'm supposed to go no, 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 or like no. what? Well, I'm not like, talking what's about or.
2: I'm talking about like when you're in like a Zavala menu and he's like, "Hey, go do this and this is this and that's that." The Menu was
1: a little bit uh, confusing of where to go. I would say it's much better now. And the more you true. play it, obviously, by the end of it, you know, like that's Taken true. King was when I finally like got into the game, so I came in at like the perfect time. Yeah, um, taking yeah. King was a reset. So yeah. like, but before that, I came in a little bit before. I didn't know what I was doing. Then I came back for taking King, and then I it was a little right. bit easier than I thought.
2: Okay, so all right, I was just you know just checking you a little bit. So yeah, new light experience um, is pretty okay. I would say I haven't played the actual campaign part of it, but I've heard a lot of good things that it's like fifty, sixty thousand times better than than it used to be in shadow keep in shadow keep I did play that over a couple times because I created a Titan for dungeon runs um, that you basically just play that first mission and then you're just set into the world and you can do whatever you want which would have the same <laughs> which would have the same kind of issues as uh, as you know but destiny ones campaign yeah, you're yeah. just coming in I mean you can just you can just open the door. This is a shit show on purpose. So, uh, what other gameplay changes do we want to talk about? Okay, so mod changes. I, I think the mod oh yeah, changes, the mods are
3: definitely a lot better.
2: I think the mod changes are fantastic. Uh, what? Basically. Uh, why are they fantastic? I was getting there. Basically, why? Basically, they <laughs> took all of like the the low level and the high level mods of the same kind. So, like.
3: Weapon reloads, like shotgun reload, and ready and so speeds got increased. And there was two different ones yeah. of regular and greatly increased. They basically fused them together, and now they have that as like, the base mod.
4: Yep.
2: And it's fantastic. It's wonderful. So it's like easier to pick out, like easier to know what you got. Everything's more oh, oh, this is It's exactly more easier good. to
3: make builds for your favorite weapons to use yeah. yep. and play
2: styles. They added mod slots to exotic for uh, charged with light builds and... Um uh War Mine Cell builds and more moving forward. I have a feeling that we're going to get something in a season soon that is a new version of that that would have to do with stasis and whatnot. So I think that's a really good um. They also put
3: some located. of the champion mods onto like arm slots so you yeah, so even exotics can now use them.
2: Yeah, they moved all the champion mods to exotic or to armor. I don't know what that says. Kevin won't? Oh, What does that say? This is
3: Kevin wants to know something. The changes. To, <laughs> She's got like what
4: this. What <laughs> say? <laughs> Kevin wants to know the
0: chances of asteroids coming
2: back. He, he sent us a message on the stream. Asteroids? Both the stream. I think he's talking Just about it. Just don't have the audio. So you can see the chat. I don't know what he's talking about. Asteroids? I don't no. know what he's talking no. about.
1: I'm sorry, I'm I'm turning Discord on. Asteroids and Destiny, I don't know what that would be. Unless, yeah, he's, I'm sure unless he's like talking
2: about. Talking about, um... talking about the arcade game? Oh! Oh! Oh my God! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh yeah, oh, I mean it's fantastic. I mean it's coming back. I don't Kev, don't worry, Kevin. It's coming back.
1: Those ass aren't gonna roid themselves. That's all I got for you. Challenge it's coming accepted? back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought the mod changes were fantastic. What what other gameplay changes did they make? Them oh the tri- the new triumph screen is is uh, is better. I think it's much more interesting, and you can actually claim rewards from it now, which is cool too. You can get some different things. Like I think I have something like. Five exotic ciphers sitting in the waiting that I'm never going to use, but um, that's not even an elitist thing. Nobody's ever going to use this,
3: (laughs) but I will. I've used four, (laughs) but that's because (laughs) I do like to collect a lot of the exotics because you never know if one's going to get buffed. There are different changes with different playstyles, especially with the new sub, the darkness subclass. People might be trying different builds with different exotics, so it's just nice to always have your options open to even just patrol around kill this that with
2: Hmm.
1: yeah i mean that's i like killing stuff and i always collected everything that
2: yeah i suppose yeah. if you're like was, a collector then you would use them yeah so yeah outside of that yeah outside of that there's no
3: reason, no
4: reason. <laughs>
3: uh, also, yeah just for even from Zerg, just use them to get a, a different exotics sort or of an extra one that you don't have already
4: speaking
1: of buffs and nerfs is there a pvp weapon that is Everyone is using.
2: Oh, there's a lot of them. Oh, right now. there is. And there's some a man. secret one. What, that, there's, that, there's that a lot. Not a lot of people know about yet. All of,
1: like so, everyone's using a bunch of different things. Because that's good, I think. Well, but if everyone's using the same, that's kind of why canons, I didn't like PvP.
2: Hand cannons got a lot of changes that happened to them, which I think was was needed. Uh, they changed. I mean, this is gonna sound super elitist. Nobody, nobody will wills not gonna know what I'm talking about here, but uh, so they buffed 120s and they changed the range to out to 25 meters from 20, which I thought was really good. Um, nobody uses 120s anyway, but it's a nice little buff for them. Uh, they changed 150s and they like moved them into 140s, so now 150s, all the 150s and all the 140s are now all 140, except for.
3: Sunshot, I believe. Was yeah, the it's the Sunshot one. and we've subweaver the only ones so, not at one forty. Hmm.
2: So uh yeah, that was good because one fifties controlled everything in the meta. PvP, PvE, everything. If you didn't if you weren't using a one fifty, you weren't actually using a good hand cannon. So I'm glad that they did that. one uh, eighties also got a big magazine buff and I believe a range buff as well. Yeah and that was really good Malfeciance as he just talked about is insane now with the with the magazine buff um there's a couple other ones that are really good like optative is really good in pvp now that was from shadowkeep i believe so uh yeah but the ones that are rocking the meta in terms of pvp right now are the old gods thorn ace of spades last word last word those are those are the big ones in PvP right now. And then there's a, there's one that nobody knows about yet, which we'll be a little bit excited about. It actually shreds in PvP, and I've seen it. I've seen it on a couple different streams now, and people are absolutely shredding with it. Crimson is back in the meta. It's insane, and it heals you on a kill. So and it's absolutely broken. Not right only
3: now. that, if you get a precision kill it heals you and refunds your magazine. And it
2: reloads the magazine for you.
3: Not even partial, a full magazine. That doesn't sound like it would be annoying to face at all. Oh, no, not at all. (laughs) Not with, you know, Stasis freezing you still so they can just easily get a precision kill. (laughs) And then you shatter, making shatter damage, hitting an ally of yours so they can potentially get another kill and get twice as much healing because they still stack.
1: So it sounds like whoever Stasis first is the uh,
2: going to win that fight. It's just (laughs) an easy
3: setup, essentially. Yeah.
2: They nerfed Stasis already. They absolutely destroyed the Warlock melee.
3: Well, to be fair, Warlock needed that hard nerf.
2: It needed it, I agree. But they cha- they changed it from a twenty eight meter melee. So the projectiles that fired from the staff went twenty eight meters in order to freeze. And they changed that to sixteen, I believe. Which was a huge nerf, and nearly halved it. Like, <laughs> now it I got was,
1: a I got a question. Can the Titans still just one hit you with the shoulder charge? Yes. Yes. Then let the let the warlocks have something. Come on now. <laughs> it was well. It the was thing a is, it was a problem,
3: and even their super can go through the walls as well. Yeah. Okay. It, it well, can anymore, but yeah. it used to be able to go through the walls. I thing. forget whose stream it was, but they're testing out, and I'm going through four walls and it was taking out a
1: quarter of the health per, I believe it was, per from US. what I when I play it. It's like if I'm not a Titan, like I'm going to get obliterated. So the way that and, the, and, and like people who are good with hunter, obviously, the, you know, they can do some of yeah. those knife throws and crazy stuff like that. But like, but typically it was always <laughs> the shoulder charges. I hate it, so.
2: Stasis in PvP is a whole thing, but uh, in the Warlock super, you could freeze with what would be, well, I mean, for a PC player mouse one, and then you would break it with a like AOE like I don't know if you have you. What what character did you do? Warlock. Okay, so you have...
1: I know this, yes.
2: Okay. so And then with Mouse 2, you would basically send out a shockwave that would break all of the stasis crystals in the area. But that shockwave was literally going through four walls before it would stop working. Okay, well, yeah, that is broken. It should (laughs) happen. I agree with that.
1: But, you know, if the melee was, you know... Who was complaining about that mostly? Titans? Everybody. Everybody. Because it wasn't just
3: your own stasis break. It was anyone frozen. So yeah. let's say me and you, Josh, were having a, our own little firefight and I froze you. Kyle could do his stasis on his warlock and kill you mm. from like across the map.
2: Yeah, like Without it realizing a And he frozen. would
1: because Kyle
3: a, is a rat.
2: It was a it was, <laughs> it was a problem. And the other thing is with a like full melee intensive build... As a warlock, like a full 100 spec, you can get that melee down to like 34 seconds. Or I think it's I think it's 34. Something like so that. So that, that's ridiculously... So every 30 seconds, I'm guaranteed a kill. 100% of the time, <laughs> I am guaranteed a kill every 30 seconds with that ability. Yeah. So well, it, it, was, you know, it was a problem. I give you that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, that's a problem. That would drive me insane.
2: But I think it's in a decent place now. It's calmed down a little bit. Some people have gone back to using light subclasses for whatever reason there's no reason to do that but they they've gone back to using light subclasses right now probably
1: a good thing though because i would like some that was always my biggest problem with destiny's pvp crucible stuff where it's like everyone's using this one weapon that's clearly broken and everyone's you know it's and then obviously you've got a super that you can crush with but again it was mostly titans right but if there's like people doing light, and now you've got stasis, and they're using different weapons to kill everyone, I would argue that it's definitely in a better place than it was. Stasis, for is me personally,
2: stasis is definitely at the top of the meta. Like people are are using a lot of stasis, but it's starting to calm down to the point where it's not like. Ridiculous. Also, people are learning to play around a little bit.
3: Yeah, I think people are now finding like different counters for Stasis. Whereas when first came out, no one knew what to expect or how to counter it. Now, right. you a could, lot of play you're testing. used to the light so long, you have no idea what. To, it's well, it's a also it's a whole new thing, including yeah. if someone has a different artifact or aspect, might yeah. change it up, and people it's... might not know them. Like I, I still don't know a lot of the Hunter or even Warlock stuff because i Is there a often.
1: light class that's like it's that is specifically a little bit better against it, or is it just kind of um, I think it's like a
3: situation basis. Like okay.
2: Shield Titan, Captain America Titan, as we call it, is probably yeah, most Titans, pretty I'm decent sure. against I'm... it. Top Tree Blade for Warlock is still going to be insane, especially with the new exotic that buffs most, most of the damage on all the abilities. And uh, Hunter doesn't really have anything specifically, but you have movement. With Hunter that allows you, especially with the new exotic Mask of Bacris.
1: I've heard that that is, though. Oh, that
2: is wonderful to use. The shift ability is is interesting. Like, you literally disappear. You literally disappear from your opponent's screen, quite literally. Whereas in, like, and people are like, was it really that big of a difference? And this is the difference that I see. When you were, like, dodging as a Hunter, you don't disappear from the screen. So the person that is shooting at you can literally trace you as you're dodging or as you're, like, moving. Yeah. But with Mask of Bakras, you literally disappear from their screen and then reappear in a different spot. And you can, but you can choose, I think it's 16 directional. Like, you can literally choose 16 directions to move. So that person literally has no idea where you went. So that's why it's really good, and I normally don't anyway. So
1: it's just kind of like a you know extra like I'm going to lose that Firefoot. yeah,
2: right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean there's yeah.
1: that, but. <laughs> but I'm not a big. Uh, the only time I enjoyed PvP was uh, Gambit. So I haven't really, I haven't played Gambit at all yet. So how does that has yeah, that we'll, change we'll at get all? Gambit, we'll get to Gambit. That'll but be a separate spot. But
2: one more I thing, for Hunter, there is a broken thing that Bungie hasn't really fixed yet.
3: Their shatter that dive?
2: is pretty insane. The shatter dive on hunters is good, but when you mix it with the wall grenade, which I, I'm sure you've seen, because it's the first grenade you get. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a fragment that says that shattered crystals, ex- like it extends the the distance with, that the damage does. So if you throw out your wall grenade as a hunter, and then shatter dive on top of it. You literally that range for for that damage is like something like forty three meters. It's crazy. <laughs> like you literally, it forty three meters all the way around you, like in a full circle all the way around you. That's
3: bigger meters. than the Warlock's Well of Radiance by a decent chunk. It's so ridiculous. even inside of Well, if you try to run out and try to escape you it, you're it. still getting hit. Yeah, and it's a good chunk of your health gets knocked down.
1: Yeah, that sounds like something that. It's a get look. Is at. is a uh, fucky wucky as? That's professional. Oh, say. As, as all professionals would yeah.
2: say. <laughs> fucky wucky. Yeah. <laughs> <Fucky-wucky>.
1: <laughs> I, I, as soon as that would hit me, I'd be like, "Nah, I'm turning this off. I'm gonna go play uh, Runescape and uninstall."
2: <laughs> so you want to talk about Gambit? They made significant changes to Gambit. They went from three rounds down to one. Uh, they extended it out from seventy-five moats to one hundred. I think it's one hundred. Yeah, it's one hundred. And they kind of half implemented the Gambit Prime mechanics with, uh, like, moat drain. uh, Yeah, moat draining. And um, uh, what's the 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 taken the the blockers? They added the big the mega blockers from from Prime for fifteen moats, I believe. So fifteen
3: was still large. I think if you have uh, the specific. Gambit gear you might be able to get up to twenty for the big blockers that ga- that Gambit Prime used to have. I don't know. This is literally
2: mm. the one game mode I don't play in Destiny. So <laughs> See, that's like the game mode I liked, because
1: I like the PvP
2: or well, the PvE
1: I, aspect the... of it, and then like I could do PvP if I want, or i I think I'm a relatively good PvE player, so I'd focus more on that side, but then
2: I love the the concept of Gambit. The execution of Gambit, on the other hand, is
1: Yeah, I mean boring. my biggest problem, which it sounds like they had fixed, was like as a, for instance a siege player, I liked having multiple rounds where you you know you kind of see what they do. You can do something different, but, but like, most people. Check but most, out, of the time, yeah, most of the time, yeah, most of the time they either check out or it's like the other team is just so good that I'm just we're just getting pounded each each game. That's like, still
2: okay. I
3: I also think that the invader in gambit is still a little overpowered. But it's still ridiculously overpowered, especially with a lot of new uh, weapon types and frame types and on space. different things. And stasis that makes getting kills so much easier as invader that mm. it's really hard to counter that.
2: Yeah, it's nearly impossible to counter. Oh
1: yeah, I mean, I guess I, I'm thinking gambit, but now that stasis, I haven't tried stasis in gambit. So I,
2: there's I, still like the biggest problem is is that you are given this cloak of of what do I want to say like secrecy about your invasion. First of all, Bungie doesn't inform the team that's been invaded for one and a half seconds. So the, that person is on your map already for one and a half seconds before but like Bungie tells the other team, or Destiny tells the other team, that you are being invaded. Now, the, that doesn't sound like a big deal, but it becomes a big deal when the invader can see your names through the walls.
3: And how much moats you have. Yeah. So they can prioritize... Where you are and how many modes on your team each person has, and go for the one with the right. most moods. Yeah, and
1: because that's how I would do it. When I would go over, that's the only person. I, if I had a super, I'm only going for that like guy. Not yeah, even a super.
3: Would, even I'm if you for. have the exotic truth that tracks like no tomorrow. Oh yeah, yeah, that new. And then the new raid exotic rocket that can wipe a team in one Was shot. That on purpose? Huh?
2: Was that a pun on purpose? Yes, <laughs> they're they're not going to understand that. But... People who play Destiny will understand. So there's a, there's a, the exotic grenade or exotic rocket launcher. Truth tracks, and then the new raid exotic called Edge of Tomorrow or Eyes of Tomorrow. I think called Eyes, Eyes. of Tomorrow is it also tracks. So and the difference is Eyes
3: of Tomorrow for one ammo shoots six tracking rockets yes. that from every video I've seen in play only does precision damage.
2: Yeah. So, assuming that they're close enough together, you can one-shot the entire other team. Okay, Which, yeah, during
3: the boss phase, they're all pretty much together. So, you can v- yeah. get a kill and then try and run to their spawn and kill them all again. I'm How not do you sure fix that? if it kills
2: How from within that, well, but Lower the damage. Lower that's the damage? That's all
3: you can do. Yeah, lower the damage. I would or say change maybe it from I would precision say maybe you only could... to regular.
2: Yeah, you can do that too. Because
3: even it does precision to shanks and that's ridiculous.
2: The the problem that Bungie has is that they don't tune things separately. They don't tune PvE from PvP separately. So,
1: uh... It makes a little bit more sense in PvE but in PvP it's just like...
2: Well, you have a problem. Why is it you have a problem. Like when
3: they nerfed Sleeper because it was too strong in Gambit so they just nerfed Sleeper's damage and then it became worthless in PvE
1: because they didn't look at PvP So they
2: broke a beloved exotic specifically because the invaders in Gambit were too powerful. So instead of fixing the problem, we just erase the problem by destroying the gun, which is a problem that Bungie has had. normally do, I think. Yeah, they, they've done it <laughs> yeah. like four times now. They did it with Whisper of the Worm because uh, it was too powerful against Riven in the last Wish Raid. They just nerfed the gun for the rest of the game because it was too powerful in yeah. that one encounter.
1: Well, Gambit specifically, I mean, maybe getting rid of the ability to see their names the whole entire literally, time maybe like when you first joined during that moment where you're unseen you can see them but then like it goes away once that timer's literally out literally
2: all you would need to do was put is put the name above the invader like give, give the team that's being invaded the exact same permission as the team that or as the player that's invading just put his fucking name above his head that's all you'd have to do
1: yeah but I don't well I guess it it would definitely help, especially in, if you have a guy who's really good at the game PvP-wise. But for, like, a casual player that gets over there, I mean, if they know where you are, there's really no point in going over there. I know for myself, if I'm so focused on PvE, and I'm pretty much at that point counting on my teammates to get over there and and stop them from banking stuff. If they uh, also suck at PvP, then it kind of, like, it gives me a chance that somebody's not that great to get over there and maybe make a... A game saving kill as opposed to now the entire time, maybe I shouldn't see them, but I should see them for a short amount of time and then it goes away. So if I'm paying attention, I got that short window where I can.
3: Or even for like the first 15 seconds, you can't see their name. And then as your timer goes down, you might see like one person. And then a few seconds later, you might see another name. Yeah. And then, so then... this way, you actually have to try and traverse the map, try to find where the firefights are at and focus those areas. I mean, I can and it see. It could
1: that. even be like when you're not seen, but then you fire that first shot. Or you use that super or whatever, and then boop, you pop up on the radar. That would make, you know, more sense to me in a game world where you can see them. Why can't shouldn't they be able to see you? Especially when they come over, they can see us.
2: Yeah, I have no stake yeah. in this either way because I don't give a fuck about gaming. Yeah, no. But
3: even <laughs> as the invader, you also have the trail take energy following you. So if like you're running and jumping one way, if yeah. if you're behind a wall or just got there, the lava your team can see like especially that, with that trail bleeding.
1: Now there. you can just freeze them there and just
2: go around and. Also, they make you, like, blood red, basically, when you're mm-hmm. the invader. And, like, that's fine, but it doesn't stick out as much as they think it does.
3: Especially when you're facing Cabal and everything's red, so, you're, like, yeah. they blend in so you should well. make it look
1: like your Goku going Super Saiyan, like, well, you eight, have, like, a take yeah. an energy
3: like, little wiggle around you as well, but it's yeah. still not as good as, like, making you bright white or
1: black.
4: Yeah, right. which, you, you know...
2: <laughs> I don't know where you were going. Uh, with that. I'm not going anywhere with that. <laughs> okay, so the raid. I'm the only one that's done anything with the raid. I believe. I don't think you've done anything. Nah. Right. Okay. I so, know I don't
3: do stuff with the raids.
2: So yeah, the raid. I, I haven't beaten the entire thing. This is the one. Everybody's gonna knock me. I haven't beaten the raid yet, but. um We've done a few encounters. I so have that done counts. the first two encounters. I have not done the. the if you want to know encounter. when
1: people stopped listening to this episode, it was right then. When you said, yeah, I right. I no, think right. the thing is, ah, hi, this fucking, is game lost. He's yeah. a false prophet. <laughs> Get him out of here. Yeah.
2: But what I will say is that I thought it was really well done. It mixed a lot of the lore of the Deepstone Crypt and um, what Aramis wanted to do with the darkness and Clovis Bray's research. Nobody knows what I'm talking about right now. Enclosed no. Bray's research and whatnot. That's the dude on. uh what Mars. That that's that, the, that, made that is the Bray family headquarters. Headquarters. Yes. The guy
1: who is in charge of that.
2: So Anna. That. Yeah. That Anna, that's, Anna that's Anna's grandfather. That's also Elsie's grandfather. Elsie Bray is the stranger from a different timeline. That's not our Elsie Bray. That's a different Elsie Bray. Right. But. Uh, either way, you can move past all of that because it doesn't matter for the rest of what I'm going to say. They brought back Tanix again. Oh, poor Tanix. For like the fourth time, I believe. So in Destiny 1, Tanix was a strike boss. It's the third time, actually. Yeah. He was a strike boss in, in Destiny 1, and then he was brought back in the Prison of Elders in Destiny 1. And then in Destiny 2 now, he's been brought back as the final raid boss of this raid. He was also a Nightmare for Alter of Sorrow. Yeah, okay, that's the poor. I was like, yeah. I know there's a fourth one. Yeah, he was brought back as a Nightmare in Alter of Sorrow as well. So... uh At what point do we question that maybe this is like a king for him? Like, maybe he likes to be defeated. Yeah. That's <laughs> well, why he
1: keeps at
3: first, back. he was just on the moon kind of chilling. No yeah. real cultist name, just a wandering person. And then all of a sudden, we come in and just wreck shit.
1: yeah. And at first, he hated it, and it's like, well, I kind of like that. And
3: then, feel something. Different. And then, in, this is all in Destiny one still. And then, with Resvarn, he ended up being perfected with Siva. Mm-hmm. We kicked uh-huh. his butt then. And after then, I think that was when we like killed him. Killed him, K- yeah. And, and, Air quotes and around him. Yeah,
2: he was brought back as a nightmare in Altars of Sorrow, which technically wasn't him. And Hermes
3: got Tanik's body. It was, body and it was our memory it, of him. Brought it down there experimented on him and this whole time it Tanks brought him just back wanted to his own place to just kick back relax and watch movies. All right. But us Guardians kind of messed that up and he so the So
2: have you seen the Viking-looking Exo <laughs> that's like one of Aramis's like close crew? I think so, yeah. Okay. So he's the first encounter or the se- technically the second encounter of the raid and he like revamped himself and turned himself into what they're calling fallen Exos. So like he's got all these cybernetic blah blah blahs, and then they bring back Tanix in the same way, and then he becomes Tanix the Abomination, and he has he almost looks like a shank actually. He's like Tanix mixed with a giant shank.
3: It's like waist down, it's just shank, and top yeah. half is his normal body that's also kind of slightly <laughs>
2: disconfigured. It was cool, in my opinion. But uh what? Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> sorry Anna. But uh either way. Destiny does this thing with almost every raid, where they give you a transition moment that makes you feel like you are like really tiny in the world. And I'm only going to say this because I know nobody in this room is going to be raiding a ton anyway.
1: I would love. I'd like to do. We can do the raid. First, you need friends. Yeah, I need friends first. Okay, literally play the game.
2: Literally, we. If you guys play the game, we can do the raid. Moving on. There's a moment between the first and second encounter where you are sent to, well, during the first encounter, you're sent to space as part of the encounter. Like half your team is sent to space as part of the encounter. After that encounter is over, you walk out of that space station into space. For literally the first time in Destiny's history, this is a game centered around space, you are in space as a character. Outside of this satellite, looking down on Jupiter and Europa from the outside of the space station, and it is the most beautiful thing aren't that destiny has ever the, uh, brought up.
1: On the uh, the Red War, like the end, when you... Aren't you on top of the ship there?
2: I'm technically for like... Ten seconds. You are, but it doesn't feel like because yeah. the whole
3: area is on fire, so you can't really look out at it. Whereas I'm guessing this is like your there is no. No, you are genuinely portion. like if so you, you don't hit everything.
2: your jumps, you fall into space. Like like if you don't actually hit the don't the jump puzzle jumps, you are literally falling into nothingness of space. So what you're saying is I should eat
1: Titan there and just go around the whole thing.
2: Well, you could, yeah, you could <laughs> okay. definitely, you could definitely do that. Good it sounds like as someone Mistle plays War,
1: Warlock a lot. That I will also be dying a lot.
2: You will, yes. Yeah. Warlocks will be dying a lot to this part. <laughs> but it it is it's insane. It's the most beautiful thing that Destiny's ever put out there. It was absolutely incredible. I would spend I would literally spend five hours wandering around the outside of that thing. If you if you're like, hey, twenty bucks for a game where you could literally just wander in that space, I'd be like, sure, here you go. <laughs> like here's twenty bucks. <laughs> So it was it was incredible. Uh, like I said, I haven't done the final boss yet, but um, the loot is really interesting and cool. Uh, the raid weapons actually have a cool aesthetic for the first time since Taken King, so that's a positive. They do interesting things. They have special raid perks for the first time since Taken King. That's another positive.
1: The only raid that I've done in Destiny Two is that the first, well, the first one, and then I don't know if you really count. Um,
2: oh, no, you're talking about um, the Leviathan.
1: Yeah. 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 Which I that mean, was fun. I be that like the first. The only one
3: I've do ever that. done is Taken King, and that was actually a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I, I enjoyed it.
3: I only did it like twice. Oh, no. All I got was a hand can. I was like, I don't use these. I just want an auto rifle. But then the group, rifle was dope. Yeah. yeah. I just want the auto rifle because I like that best. But that was really fun, and a lot of people that I've seen raid in this new expansion, Beyond Light. They also, they've been comparing it to that one on their it's so
2: good.
1: enjoyability of it. Yeah, hmm. so it sounds like the the gear you get from it is actually useful. One
2: other thing, thing that they, they did, or
3: matchy look pretty nice too for each class, right. which is kind of rare because most most time will be like one or two look really good. And one's just like, why?
1: Yeah, I mean the Leviathan. I mean, I
2: thought, terrible, it, I terrible, terrible,
1: terrible. I'm like, I'm not gonna wear this. I wore it know, at first I'm like, oh, I beat the raid. And then I
2: started to see more people wearing it. I'm like, okay, we all look stupid right now. <laughs> I'm like, I'll take it as well. The Garden of Salvation stuff, was pr- the armor was pretty cool too in my opinion. But uh yeah, the, the deeps. And one other thing that they did with the raid loot that Destiny players have been asking for for a very long time is that on the end chest, it's not just a chest. So you don't just like open it and you get loot from it. It turns into a vendor. Like, it opens up into a vendor, and then that you can buy with what they call spoils of conquest. conquest. Yeah, spoils of conquest, which you get from completing raid encounters. You can buy, like, caches that have specific loot in them, or you can specifically buy from the vendor whichever one of the guns that you... But you've already had to unlock them. So, like, throughout the encounters, you unlock the gun, and then at the end, you can... Pull the gun from this vendor chest. So, like,
3: Wait. on your first run, if you get, like, an auto-rifle, hand cannon, scout rifle, you can only buy those three from the vendor. Yes. You can't buy anything else.
2: Oh. Until you unlock it
1: through. So, a, what's the point of buying
4: cannon.
2: it through the vendor if you got it? Because you can farm rolls that way. Oh, ah, okay.
1: It'll yeah, all be absolutely.
3: different rolls. So, you can might get one that has, like, kill clip and rampage, or you might get a scout rifle that only has, like, killing wind and thresh. Yeah, that's
1: cool, though, because then you don't have to run through it
3: just
2: to... Yeah, like, yeah, if I get, like, yeah. a field prep moving target 180 hand cannon from the fucking raid, like, yeah, that's up. literally, I'm going to dismantle it in the moment. Just, <laughs> like, I'm not even going to look at it, because yeah. it's going <laughs> to be that bad.
3: I mean, that's me with any hand cannon. Even though it's, yeah, well, you're not a hand cannon player. <laughs> no, I absolutely hate if
2: you had If you had your way, Servers 1 would drop from every Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would always be top tier. <laughs> uh Yeah, so... Uh, overall, I thought, I think Bungie did a fantastic job, especially doing this during a pandemic from their couches with the, with the problems. I know they had a six week delay, but that's understandable. Um, there's, there's, I mean, people who got mad at that are ridiculous. Like you're in the middle of a freaking pandemic. Like you really think this is easy to pull off. Um, it had its issues. It had its bugs. Um, it still has its issues and its bugs, but it's destiny. It's good destiny. It's new content. And, uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Fantastic.
0: So, on a, on a scale of, uh, one, one to ten, what's you rate? It? Uh,
2: I would give it like a
3: nine. Give it a nine? Yeah. yeah. I'd give it like an 8.7.
0: What would make it a ten?
2: Uh, what? Okay. Service plus so. one, number one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, here's the rabbit hole. Let's talk about the negatives. We, have been at, we are at
1: fifty-five minutes. This I,
2: I don't care if it goes over now. Okay. <laughs> He's like, "This is destiny." Hey yeah. Man, gonna... so like let's said, talk we can about
1: make the, the, the last negatives. three hours. Yeah. Should I bring my bed down? Like, yeah, sleep down here?
3: I mean, I am good on the floor, so I yeah. <laughs> might can reach there.
2: So, okay. the biggest if you asked any Destiny player, any reasonable time Destiny player, what the biggest negative of Beyond Light and going forward is, they would say sunsetting. Every single one of them would say sunsetting. And what Sunsetting is, for anybody who doesn't know, is they put a power cap on gear set in the future. So if I get a piece of gear now, one year from now is when it hits its power cap, which means I cannot infuse its power any higher than that cap. So like anything that was created in Destiny year one, year two, and the beginning of year three with Shadowkeep all has a 1060 power cap, which means it cannot go above that. The normal power cap is 1260. So you see the problem there. Mm. When there's high-level content, let's say 1220 content, I can't be rocking a 1060 weapon because, first of all, it's going to bring down my power level. And second, it's not going to do nearly the same amount of damage because of the power cap. So that's what Sunsetting is, and that's the the problem that most Destiny players have. They promised us the big infusion of weapons, we lost somewhere around seventy-five percent of the weapons in the pool. That we only replenished about twenty percent of them. So that is the biggest problem that people have had. Hmm. Is from, that
1: from what I understood? So like they sunset some weapons, but you can still get these same weapons.
2: You can't use them in high-level content, though.
1: You can still get them, but you can't use them in the high-level
3: content.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. So like all those things that I have, for instance, in my vault. That sunsetted. Mm-hmm. All of that is useless. Not useless, but if I were but to also use not much. useful, right? So now it's just kind of like, hey, like
2: yeah. if you want to go into PvP and you want to use one of those weapons, go for it. If you want to go into the strike playlist and you want to use one of those weapons, go for it. If you want to go into gambit and you want to use one of those playlists, don't invade, or else it becomes a problem. <laughs> but you can still do it. In like trial, uh, yeah, trials, iron banner, raids, um, any like high level, like nightfall, any like the new empire hunt playlist. your light levels
1: dependent on. Yeah. Yes.
2: Then you cannot no longer use that gear. Or you can, but you're gonna, you're gonna gonna die. (laughs) You're
3: gonna die. Either die or you're gonna sit there for like three hours trying to kill one enemy versus switching to something else and doing like, 10 seconds.
1: So from what I understood, there was like four, I so say, I got like a, a, a scout rifle and it's at, you know, a thousand light level, but it sunsetted that, that, that weapon. If I were to get a, that same weapon, I couldn't get a 1250 on that same. Weapon. Uh,
2: well there's been, there's been re, um, issues. Some like, uh, last season, gnawing hunger got reissued and it's broken good. <laughs> but gnawing um, hunger got reissued um,
3: raid gear like the great hunt from last wish i used to have a few sets that were sunset to 1060 we were doing it for the mods like the Taken an armaments stuff like that before they let us know about those
2: the last wish and garden and of salvation like stuff has been changed though. yeah mm. it's been changed and they put them back in the pool so those are fine um they just put back in to mitigate some of the sunsetting issues. They put back in guns from season of the worthy and season of arrivals, I believe. I think they put both of those back in the world pool. So now you can get the seven seraph weapons in the world pool. You can get gnawing hunger and um, uh, I, I could go through the names, but that's going to be useless, like whispering slab and whatnot. So. And lonesome. That helps a little bit with the problem, but, like, it doesn't help a ton. Like, there's, there's still a very big gap in, in a lot of the, the weapon pulls. So that is a big problem. That's one reason why I can't give it a 10. And the other reason why I can't give it a 10 is because um, they haven't brought back Gal-Horn? a lot of... The what? Galhorn? No, I not care less about Calhoun <laughs> ever touching that game again. <laughs> They haven't brought back the weapons that they nerfed because of the problems.
1: I'm sorry. Can you guys put that on the screen out right here?
2: They didn't bring back oh, Sleeper now, Stimulant. They didn't bring back Whisper the Worm. They left them all nerfed, and that is a problem with me too. But yeah, overall, I would still give it a 9 out of 10. So I, I think it's really good. Yo,
1: they sent me this. They said this is Will. <laughs> they said that back there. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the,
2: yeah. Weird Satanist guy. Oh, you, you haven't seen his stuff? You've never seen that? No. Pull oh, that, my God. Pull that video up. What are you
3: doing? Pull the video up. I'm the, the Destiny podcast. podcast. It's the perfect way to <laughs> the d- Just Max volume. It. It.
1: Yeah, put, it, put the volume out here. Wait. Yes, it is. Is it? <laughs> Just set the volume. Yeah, set it to play out here, not on the computer. No.
2: All right, we're taking a bit of a hiatus here, folks. <laughs> I, I can mean, see
1: Kyle getting frustrated. Like, I want to talk about Destiny. <laughs> yeah, that you can see Satan his body just tense up <laughs> yeah. instantly.
2: This is perfectly no. fine. No. There oh,
1: yeah, there it, there you, there you, there you is.
2: got it. Satan. <laughs> well, Satan. Wow, she looks really upset.
0: It's Satan. I mean, so do you, but we don't like, plan.
2: Skip ahead a little bit. I just want to see the him talking. I think it should be soon. You yeah, haven't seen any of this. <laughs> A
3: little more forward. <laughs> oh
2: no.
1: Okay, <laughs> that is me, senpai
2: Okay, you might have to like overlay the audio of the video on the podcast.
1: Oh, yeah. well, I'm just gonna cut it. We'll cut all that. Okay, the <laughs>
4: I'm say notice me, senpai guy, and then okay, they get the point. They don't have to know. Yeah. <laughs> oh man.
0: Yeah, he's got more like uh, like rat teeth or something. and you don't <laughs> yeah. you don't have those, Will. I gotta like, say, like the front two teeth, like, but like everything else, yeah. uncanny. Yeah, we have got a haircut. Yeah, <laughs> just, no, <laughs> incredible. We gotta get you a fedora. <laughs> I have one. Oh
3: wait, <laughs> I just gotta find it. <laughs> <laughs> when you move from one state to another, it's hard to locate things.
4: Oh. Um.
2: Proud of him for like coming up with this monologue.
3: <laughs> I didn't know we were going to have into my life, but okay. <laughs>
1: yeah, this turned into a shame. Will. I, uh, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> I mean, if I knew this was coming, I would have brought the whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> uh, I can't believe you've never seen any of the weird no, science yeah, guys stuff. Wrong with I've
2: it. literally never seen any of that.
1: I don't feel comfortable being in the same room as
2: you <laughs> <laughs> I don't like pay attention to the memes very much. That's fair. Well now that I
1: have you here, I have a a question. What do you think of Gex? Oh god.
3: Like the <laughs> we'll say that for another episode. Okay. <laughs> <That's fair. laughs>
1: Really? What else you got for that us? That was your question. <laughs>
2: that what do you was think the of only gex? question I have for the entire <laughs> thing. <laughs> what do you think of Gary?
3: What else do you think is the reason uh, you're I not giving Beyond a 10?
2: No, I think I, I think I was covering it. Um. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't really have any other.
1: What would you rate it, Will?
3: 8.7.
2: There you go. <laughs> the
3: .7 is very – I feel like that's like a dagger to well, like bungee. It's more us. I think there's a lot of good stuff, so it's higher than 8.5, but I don't think it's quite there at a 9, but I also haven't done a lot of the stuff that Kyle has done, mm. including like all the raids and all that. So that could stuff make up from, that point
1: like, three to make
2: yeah, it.
3: Yeah, it could get up there, maybe in like
2: 9.2. There's other things that they did really well, like what would the you exotic kiosk and whatnot, what would I but yeah. a lot of that stuff's not worth talking about, really. Um, I don't know. The taking out of
3: parent kind of got me a little frustrated. They said it's going to come back. Yeah, but day one it was there, and then it wasn't the next day. I was like, I wonder what resources I need for this. <laughs> and it's gone. And I think I vented for you for like three hours about it. You did. Because I saw it there, made a bunch of builds. I'm like, I could test this, and then I was not there. I'm like,
0: okay. You waiting on my rating? Yeah, I, I'll give it out of, the, out of the, the Conan scale. So um, if an 88G is good and a 1099 is bad, I would give it a. A G-37. (laughs) 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 All right, right, that's
4: fair.
1: (laughs) Bungie's over there like... Wait, what? (laughs) Did we do good or bad? (laughs) Somebody get the calculator out.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Josh, is somebody who's done... Like two or three missions? It's... um. mm,
1: if I had to lump it all together, I'd give it like an eight. <laughs> Two or three missions that you played yeah. okay. so far, like the, my uh, like the gameplay of it, like the you know the shooting, the moving, all that has so, always been top tier. So,
0: so you didn't even want to go back after those missions. You don't even want to continue playing it, but you're going to give it an no, eight. No, I do want to continue,
1: but <laughs> okay. like I'm just not like He's the game. Flighty. I'm saying no, no, no I'm yeah. saying the gameplay of it, like the gameplay, is still as good as it's as it's been. And what I've used of Stasis has been fun. So, like, that for me is like a, you know, is always a 10. Like, the just the, the overall mechanics of it, how it feels. But then the, you know, the story of it, I haven't finished it yet. So, so far, I'm probably, that's more like a 6 for me. So, if I had to put it in the
2: middle, I'd say. If there's one thing that Bungie has always done well, from Halo to Destiny. The actual act, and for the record, Will, if you you're talking about me with Destiny, it's him with Halo. So... He knows Bungie a little bit. (laughs) But uh, if there's one thing that Bungie's always done well, it's the actual act of going out into the world and shooting aliens. And that has not changed with Destiny 2 Beyond Light. The actual act of doing it. And the world building. They've always
1: done a great job. Like it's a little bit more confusing for me, just because of de- like how they made you go do it in Destiny. But I get it; I just didn't want to. Well, do it.
2: that's less of a thing now too. Like they're putting more of that story inside the game. Like yeah, with the with the deluxe edition or collector's edition, it's collector's, I mean, collector's edition of Beyond Light, they gave you Clovis Bray's journal, which who's a main lore character right now. But then in a lot of the post campaign stuff, you explore the Clovis Brace stuff pretty extensively. So, like, if you want that extra bit of lore, you can still get it outside the game or from Bife. But uh, there is a giant portion of it that they actually put inside the game as well, which is a much much more positive thing. Well, now I have you. I just ask you. You Feed feed me, Daddy. Feed me all that information you can.
3: can, But Bife also has that soothing voice. Yeah, say Bife has a better voice than I do. (laughs) So.
0: Daddy lore God, Yeah, yes.
3: <laughs> I could honestly just listen to Bife talk all day about random nonsense.
2: I could listen. It'd to be it. the best day. Ever. I could literally listen to his outro like <laughs> nonstop. Have you ever, have yeah. you ever listened you to my Guys name are like, name?
4: like uh, really turned on. Have you, ever, have, you're you're oh, gotta, have you ever? Have you watched? Have you have you watched? Oh, you okay. would be too.
2: You are gonna you're gonna watch it here in a minute. So just want to touch real quick on season of the hunt. We don't know enough about it yet to really like judge it. But but you're gonna do it anyway. I'm gonna do it anyway <laughs> uh the the uh Rathborn hunts that are too easy um I was literally like when will walked into my apartment earlier we were, I did one in front of him they're like two so they're like it took like two minutes, not even they're way too easy and uh the story beats are awesome. I don't know if you know this yet, Josh, but Aldrin Sav has been resurrected as a guardian, and he is back. As in, the crow, and as the crow in season of the hunt, the crow is a callback to a Destiny One character before it got rewritten. So he's and, the,
1: um, so the guy who killed Cade is is alive again. He's alive again, yes, but he
3: doesn't know anything about before he was resurrected. Yes, right. he's a guardian. now. Yeah.
1: I mean, when we killed him, we kind of knew that he wasn't quite himself. himself.
2: So, well, I'll give him true. I'll give him a pass. He was being manipulated by Riven, but yeah. still, like, um. Manipulator or not, it doesn't excuse a whole lot of yeah, stuff
1: I mean, he's done he's beforehand. Oh, either.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'd still take like an arm
1: or something. Yeah. yeah.
2: So he, yeah, he's I mean, back he arms, but and we're just now this week on weekly reset. There's some lore stuff from Petra, some dialogue that says that she's starting shit. That she knows that he's alive again. So things are kicking up on that front, but that's all we really know about the season so far, outside of us. Os- <laughs> Osiris outside of Osiris insane. outside of learning that Osiris and Saint are gay lovers and also that Osiris's ghost has been destroyed. Wait. So, yep, I hit yeah. you with that and I'm going to keep moving just 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 roll with it. Uh, <laughs> Osiris how do you and
1: Saint we walk in on them like just
2: No, from dialogue you know. and from uh lore outside the game. Oh yeah. Outside
1: he's kidding. The game, we is walk this into like that Roll thirty four th-
2: stuff. Pretty you
1: much. Know, roll thirty four Osiris. Jeez, fan fiction. <laughs> uh, he's lying. We no, come was... in and like
3: Saint Sorga Osiris bent over. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I knew it. Wow, you think you think
3: Saint I don't know? Okay. No, I think it goes both. Ways. <laughs> They're they
2: both kind of
0: are both dominant and so they're
3: both switches for each other. So I don't know
0: who this character is at all, but is he a power bottom or is he? Uh, well, <laughs> I'll Cyrus play this Saint way Saint 14 <laughs> is like a <laughs> heavy <laughs> Russian accent, so uh, <laughs> Cyrus is definitely
2: a power bottom. There's Saint-Sketches, like. yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, uh, yeah, Destiny 2 still good, Bungie good, 343 three bad.
0: Copy that, that's our <laughs>
2: mantra. <laughs> 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 that's, all I gotta, that's all I gotta say.
1: Sweet, so, yeah, earlier I wouldn't have brought up the whole uh. Satanist guy. I thought we were at the end, so that's fine. No, that's alright. <laughs> we got the end video. Yeah, we of the way. Will's a Satanist guy.
2: Yeah. All right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Do we know I don't know. Our favorite uh, satanic uh, reporter. <laughs>
2: Have you literally never heard Bife's ec- uh, outro? No, or anything. i'm doing Bife? it right now. We're literally doing it
0: right now. You're really gonna be like that, but you haven't heard of the Satanist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're right. Yeah. The Satanist guy's way. Yeah. Up. But yeah. But uh, dude, <laughs> if
1: I, I'm sure, if I looked up. uh Destiny 2 stuff on YouTube, I'll probably find them pretty quick. Like you said, oh, Lore yeah. Daddy. He yeah. quite
2: literally is called Lore Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Like that's not even not even. A I joke. just told
1: you I don't know much about the lore because I don't look it up. <laughs> I want it to be in the game. God damn
2: it. It is it, well. He they're, also they're, talks about stuff from the game
3: itself here. as well. And like he ties it all of, together. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. He's a Destiny content creator, but like mainly it's, it's a, little, a little lore I will stuff. I say that he's interesting. I mean, his
3: little fire team is where I kind of got the yeet titan thing about, because they were doing, I think it was, I forgot what the time of the year is, Solstice, where you get elemental orbs based on what subclass you are, and they're just sitting there, and Titan's just throwing each other at hmm. like enemies, and they're just like, Yee, yeet, yeet, <laughs> I was like, yeet
2: yeah <laughs> all right you can this cut is... the recording anytime by the way we're pretty much we give, well, you can outro. give it an outro we're through, man. I, did, I... I did, nah, outro. did <laughs> i did no give a better outro you guys i literally did and then you guys went silent what you didn't yes i did even there could if you back if though. you play that <laughs> because I, I said yeah about. destiny good but th- i said Bungie good 343 bed and uh yeah that's it that's all we got to say that's all you. Get. Yeah, that's not how our outros always are <laughs> You gotta look at the camera That is literally how our, our outros looking at you. Nobody is watching this Of course right. they are hey. uh, uh, Oh they are the because
3: I got called out to be the Satanist guy
4: thanks So for someone's watching yeah. Thanks for watching No I'm pretty sure they called you. out for being
0: the thanks Satanist for, guy but Thanks for watching We don't know the that
2: We're sitting here live Alright fine Okay. Is it off now That one Okay Alright Destiny's good Thanks for coming. <laughs> well, Game Lust. <laughs> thanks for coming to the Game Lust podcast. <laughs> love you guys. Wow. It's great to be here. <laughs> oh
4: yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Will, for coming to the show. They could have cut yes, you know, much God love. <laughs>